Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God's faithful. I just want to do a quick word. Um, this praying in tongues, driving, constantly edifying my spirit, and sometimes things pop up. And I, I want to be faithful to minister that uh, in due season. I don't want to be, uh, I want to be instant in, in and out. I want to uh, be able to uh, be faithful in that area. I, I don't want God to say, well, I gave you a bunch of words and you never shared them. Uh, it's not just for you. You know, it's like when uh, I resent it, uh, how do I put this uh, politely? Relatives who had certain knowledge of prosperity, natural prosperity, and me growing up without a father, they didn't share anything with me. You know, I, I love it that uh, now we live in an age of the information superhighway. Now, obviously, there's some nasty stuff out there and corrupt stuff out there. But there's some good stuff out there and they're giving it away for free. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets, even in the cyber world. And you can learn and get your own self-appointed degree of understanding and, and to the point where you can be skillful in something and operate in it. Well, spiritually, that's my job. It's all Christians' job to share what's in their spirit and pray for holy utterances and boldness to prophesy and to speak prophetically and, and prophetically in a, in a teaching form. The, the good biblical teachers teach not just from uh, knowing the word, which is good and noble. Don't get me wrong. In fact, that's how we measure if it's legit. But it's also... Uh, a prophetic thing. You want to stir your gifts, whatever your gift is. And I've noticed this with um, uh, a pastor. This is what, what's rolling right now. A pastor will do himself a disservice if he doesn't train his flock up for the work of the ministry. Now, not everybody's called a pastor. Not everybody's called preach and teach. They got, you know, helps, gifts, service, gift of service. Uh, that's even their love language is, is their acts of service. They do things, and that's how they tell you they love you. They do things, and they're there. They're not verbal. I'm not saying they can't be verbal. Some people just, if you try to ask, hey, why don't you share this? And they, 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 they wrote the testimony, but if they spoke the testimony, it, it'll come out kind of discombobulated and, you know, bless their hearts. But a, a pastor does his flock a disservice if he's not training up the next generation for the work of ministry. In the beginning of any church, any ministry, you have a nursery on your hands. Just like in the natural where mama is, uh, you know, breastfeeding and constantly changing the child, constantly comforting the child, constantly uh, cleaning and uh, uh, feeding. You know, it's like the, the joke is with a lot of my male friends is like, I got a poop factory in my house now. They eat, they put, they cry, they poop, you know, <laughs> but mama's on it. Mama's on a day and night and giving of herself. Well, that's, that's the early stages of ministry, especially pastoral ministry. Or if anybody, any elder has disciples in, in whatever capacity, they, they are constantly be doing that. Um, and then those children grow up and wean off and are 
functional believers in their own right. And do you want to start all over again, pastor? No, I've been through the diaper changing. I've been through the breastfeeding. I've been through the, the, all the formula. Now they're, they're, they're weaned off. And if you don't train that, that, that section of uh, people that God gave you to pastor, you're going to do it all over again. See, you want to be in the martial arts world. It's a sifu, a master who's gone, one who's gone before, and they they're certified in that discipline. And then they have students, and their students go through the same thing. And that sifu, who one who's gone before, is a guide through that training program. Then you have those students start teaching. They become sifus. Well, that's the first sifu becomes a Sigong. That's like grandpa. So you got grandpa, you got dad, and you got the, the, the next wave of students. If the, a pastor does themselves a disservice, if they're not training up um, the next gener- pastorship under them, because after 10, 20, 30 years, you get a little grandpa and you really don't want to change diapers anymore. I'm speaking spiritually, of course even naturally too, get to a certain age. Like, do we really want children now? We're kind of, you know, let's do the grandparent thing. We're not, we'll help out, but let's not do the, uh, the parent thing. Cause that's, that's, that's an endurance race. I mean, I mean, even in my jobs, we get, we'll get certain jobs and we'll do certain things. It's like, you know what? I'm too old for this. I'm in great shape for someone in his fifties, but, uh, you just, the recovery time is different, you know, in the natural. But now in the spirit, you've done your, you know, if you were a pastor of a flock and you you have been a, a pastor for 10, 20 years, and there's, there is no next pastorship under you. Uh, I'm not saying this is an absolute rule, but in a general gist deriving from the scriptures, the New Testament, you know, Jesus was the pastor of pastors. And then he had 12 disciples. And then by the time the upper room took place, there was at least 120 faithful people. Thousands operate, followed him for a while, and many fell away. And that's the nature of the deal. Uh, it'll happen in this next 15, 20 years. The nat- the, 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 there'll, there'll be a great revival, and there'll be a great apostasy. And then the rapture will take place within the next 20 years, probably the next 15 I don't know the day or the hour. Anybody says they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, don't even, don't even go there. But you know the seasons. All you got to do is read the scriptures. It's right there. But getting back to the point is that if, you are, uh, if you're a minister, and do you want to constantly start over and be going through the nursery stages and the baby stages? No, you want to become grandpa. You want to become the senior bishop, the senior pastor. You don't have to go through that again. You want to create your children to have children. And they can pastor, and they can go through that, and you can oversee them. Uh, and so that's the that if uh, if you've been a pastor for twenty, thirty years, I I'm, even those who do it really well have said, "Whoa, it, I'm I'm getting to a certain stage where I need to start delegating things and have my uh, this next wave of pastors oversee the flock um, under my supervision." 
So you're no longer getting up in the middle of the night and doing some changing and, and you know, nursing. You're, you're, someone else is doing that. And you might come as a support, you know. <laughs> Ma, mom gets up in the middle of the night and then grandma shows up the next day well rested. <laughs> she paid her dues. <laughs> well, same thing spiritually. So it's important that as you are developing... And I'm only going to say approximately, but by seven to 10 years as, as a pastor of a church, maybe 10, 20, depending on the area you're in, there's other variables. That's what can't be an absolute. Um, you might be learning stuff too. My five, the first five, 10 years, you might still be in your own training dynamic. You, you're not there yet. Brother, brother, um, brother Hagen talked about it. He finally entered into, after years of pastoring, his first phase of ministry. And he wasn't young, at least in our standards. Of course, he, he did it all the way to, into his 80s. But um, we, we, we can do ourselves a disservice as pastors to, to forget that we're pastors. It's not just our show. It's not just us. It's I need to be investing into the next generation and training them up like a, a like a, a master Jedi, you know, Padawan learner. You get you get a handful together, and and that becomes the pastorship that you oversee the second or third decade, or a might even better way uh, to term it would be the second or third phase of your ministry. Because if you set it to a calendar, you might get discouraged. But either way, you're going to get to that place where you become grandpa and grandma. You know, you're you're the mom and dad of that flock. But then you become grandpa and grandpa of that flock. Grandpa and grandma. Then you become great grandma and grandpa. Because uh, uh, healthy churches grow. They start small, but they always grow. So a quick word on that. Be mindful. Don't don't just be such a, uh, you know, I know some people who are, were in the, the para-ministry or solo artist ministry for many, many years and the God unctions them to um, start a church, probably because someone else didn't, and they're doers. Doers bear fruit. Daydreamers uh, miss out. Uh, doers bear fruit, and daydreamers uh, fantasize. That's that's the only way I can put it. And the, and your fantasies not, are not gonna are not gonna produce anything. Hallelujah. So be mindful of this. You're not a paraministry. You're not a solo artist, which is fine if you are. Nothing wrong with that. God anoints biblical teachers. God anoints evangelists. God anoints preachers and uh, prophets and uh, other types of ministry, healing ministers. Some of them aren't even in a fivefold office. They're just faithful healing ministers that God put in full-time ministry to go about laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover and teaching them, teaching people how to keep their healing by faith. But as a pastor, you are called to train others and your callings, your gifts and callings are intertwined with other people's callings. And it's a beautiful thing. All right, spoken enough. Peace and love as you work out your own salvation in Jesus' name. Amen.